You're listening to the Trinity Ministries podcast. For more information and to support our ministry, go to www.trinityhudson.org. Good morning uh, to those of you who are in the room, those of you who are uh, listening online on our podcast. Um, we are starting a, a series, actually, just a short series, three-week series, uh, entitled Got It Covered, um, because there's a theme that runs throughout the whole Bible, and uh, from beginning to end, there's one, there's a lot of themes, but this key theme is what we're going to be looking at, and it's more of a reminder series, because I think sometimes as we in the Christian life, as we go through, through our life, there are ebbs and flows, there are ups and downs where we're feeling like God loves, oh, things are great with my relationship with God, and then there are other times when just life hits, and you just feel like God has just swept the rug out from under you or that he's gone. And you're like, what is going on? So the series is actually about this, this key theme called um, God has got it covered. Your life is covered because of Jesus and uh, because of his uh, redeeming love for you. I was working uh, on a staff several, several years ago before working at Trinity, and the lead pastor whenever we would decide something in our staff meeting, he always said, who's got that covered, right? How many of you have been in business meetings where you talk about these great ideas, all right, we're going to do this, and then you go on to the next agenda item, and you look back and say, who, who, what, who's doing that? Raise your hand if you've had that experience. Yeah, it's so frustrating because we come up with ideas. So there's this coverage idea, and actually, as I think about Sherry's uh, ministry on staff, one of the things that um, she is really good at on our staff is, I'm this idea guy. Let's do this. Let's blow the roof off of here on this day. Let's make a retractable roof. I mean, you know, I'm coming up with all kinds of great ideas. And then I kind of want to move on to the next thing. And she's always like, wait, wait, wait. Who's going to do this? Who, who's going to do that? So one of the things that I really appreciate about her is she always has this idea of who's got it covered. Now, I have to apologize to you because this whole series was, was thought up and, and decided on um, months before Sherry was leaving, months before this weekend, when, and I was praying that it would be raining today. I didn't know God was going to like, yeah, thanks. I didn't know it was going to be like four days of rain, so thank you, God. Yeah, so the illustration's working great. Um, but that idea of God covering your life and, and being a refuge is all through the Bible. You know some of these, there's a lot of verses, some of them, Psalm 46, God is our refuge and our strength, or Isaiah 4, God will be our shelter and shade from the heat of the day and the refuge and hiding place from the storm and rain. If you were to rewrite the Isaiah 4 verse, you basically could say, hey God, you are my umbrella. You're my umbrella, especially these last couple of days, right? And in the, you know, Mary Poppins, I got all these illustrations pop in. But God is our umbrella. And what's amazing about an umbrella is, well, I'm just uh, oblige me, you know I'm weird. I looked up the history of the umbrella. So the umbrella actually didn't start, it, it goes way, way back, way back to uh, the fourth century, but it wasn't for rain. What do you think the umbrella was for? Exactly, it was the cover from these bright lights, from sun. So, and the only people that actually had umbrellas back then were dignitaries. They had, they had people that would be around them, and they would cover them from the sun of the day. It wasn't until the 17th century that silk ones were made, and different, different uh, uh, kinds of materials were made 
to cover from the rain. And so today we see all kinds, one with vinyl, one with, with uh, materials, other kinds of, of things with the umbrella. And that's the modern day version. Now, as you know, there are three basic parts of the umbrella. I know this is just fascinating to you. Three basic parts. There's the handle, right? There's that part, just called the handle. Then there's what are called the ribs, or actually they used to be called stretchers. Why do you think they'd be called stretchers? Because they would stretch the other part, the canopy. Of these three, which do you think is the most important to keep you dry? Yeah, the canopy. We make, I've, you know, the last couple of days, I've, as I'm driving around, I see people with newspapers and all kinds. Some guy had his, his MacBook laptop on his head running in the room. I'm like, oh man, you have to have insurance for that. But um, so we know that, that these are the three kind of parts of the umbrella. So allow me to be weird. I'm going to make a spiritual analogy, metaphor of these three parts of an umbrella to how God operates in your life and how he operates in my life. So first of all, the handle, the handle. This piece right here, as you can tell, it goes all the way through our whole, quote, spiritual life, if you will. That's the whole thing that holds all of it together. Your life, my life, everything, actually all of creation is held together through that handle. And the handle is really faith in Christ. It is faith in Christ. In fact, yes, I have a Bible verse for it. Uh, Colossians 1 says, Jesus is before all things, and in him, what? Say it together. All things hold together. What, your faith in Christ is so key because in him all things hold together. So the ribs then that hold up the canopy that are connected all together, the ribs really represent um, how do we live in relationship with God as human beings? And the way we know how to do that is through the Word, is through His instructions, His commands, who He tells us we are and how we can behave and act. Those are the ribs. Those are the things that make our life open up as we, as we follow Christ, as we follow the Lord. Psalm 119 says, Your eternal Word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your faithfulness extends to all generation, as enduring as the earth you created. Your regulations remain true to this day, for everything serves your plans. And then the psalmist says this, if your instructions hadn't sustained me with joy, I would have died in my misery. The visual part is, if you've ever had an umbrella, and I'm not going to do it because it's the only umbrella I own, to catch the wind and these ribs fall apart, or it just rips and they get all bent up, the umbrella becomes pretty much useless for you to use in your life. If our life isn't molded by the Word of God, oftentimes our life is like these, these bent-up stretchers or the bent-up ribs, and it just isn't working to its full capacity. If your instructions hadn't sustained me with joy, I would have died in my misery. I will never forget your commandments for by them you gave me life. But there's a most important part, as we mentioned before, the most important, whole important part of an umbrella, the thing that covers you, the thing that, that keeps you dry or cool, uh, the thing that protects you and is a refuge, and that obviously is the canopy of Christ. The canopy. And the canopy basically says, 
in, in, I'm covered by God's love. In fact, today as you leave, every year about this time of year, we give out little armbands for, to help you remember the series. So if you want one of these, these will be available as you walk out. But it basically says, I'm covered by God's love to remind you that you are covered by God's love. Now, even though we sin, you're a sinner, I'm a sinner, even this morning we have sinned, whether you know it or not. We do things, we don't do things, we know that we've sinned. Does God say, no worries, I'm just going to cover it? No, there's discipline there. There are things you may have consequences for your sin in, in the temporal life here, even maybe this afternoon. But God's love still forgives you. God still loves you. He's just saying, don't be an idiot. Stop doing that. Stop sinning. It's hurting the ribs. It's hurting your cover. It's hurting all of that. But God's love still covers you in Christ. It isn't anything you do that can separate you from Christ's love. You guys know that verse. Romans, Romans 8 says this, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angel nor demons, neither our fears for today. How many of you have fears today? I'm afraid of raising my hand on that one. Fears for today, worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing, get this, nothing in all creation Not that person you don't like, not your own behaviors, not your sin, not the flaws, not what you look like. There is nothing in all creation that will will be able to separate us, separate you from the love of God that's revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. If God gave us only one thing from the beginning of history until the end of history, one message, one idea... And if that message is this, that nothing is going to separate us from God's love found in Christ, that would be enough. There's repentance, there's fallenness, there's all those things, but there's forgiveness, there's mercy, there's grace that all of us um, experience in God's love. And you know, as I think about Sherry's ministry um, and really just who she is, that, that is the, the core message of how she lives, how she belie- what she believes, and what she teaches on a daily basis. I mean, I, over the years, as I think about um, seeing her with all the thousands of kids up here on a Sunday morning, um, there's always that message that, yes, we've messed up, we're sinful, but God loves us. God loves us. I've seen that love um, from her to the little kids up to adults. For those who are hurting, you know um, you've experienced being able to go to her and get a, a kind word or a little chastisement maybe sometimes, but all in all, you know she's doing it in love. Um, Terry Gerkink, who is our uh, ministry assistant for Family Center, uh, wrote just a kind of a beautiful piece. I'm going to read a little bit of it uh, for you. After 22 years of faithful ministry at Trinity, God has led Sherry to a new adventure in serving him, principal of Magnuson Christian School in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. It sounds like a eulogy or something. It's, <laughs> she's shaking her head. It's not. Um, this is a celebration. So Sherry held the following lead positions while at Trinity. Among others, our school's first first grade teacher, 
director of family ministry, family center worship team leader, and connections coordinator. Many of us could share stories of how Sherry has touched our lives and the lives of our family, their precious memories. She gave of herself, her faith, over and over and over again over the last 22 years. What a legacy of faith building. Here's a snapshot of her services, included, which include um, well over 100 events, and Terry counted those up, <laughs> 100 events, 2,000 worship services, she loved her 14 years in Women of the Word Bible Study, has fond memories of starting Mustard Seed Singers, Little Steeple People, Steeple People, and the Youth We're Grounded Choirs. Anybody remember any of those? Yeah, we should know, everybody should raise their hand. Steeple People, of course. Um, uh, Jesus is her passion. Music is her passion. She loved to create, whether it's thematic women's events, Good Friday children's services, or her well-loved songs, the Beulah Originals, which we experienced one this morning. So at this time, we, we want to uh, have, actually Sherry wants to come up and um, say just a couple of words to us as, uh, as the church and just to celebrate. So do you want this? So I read in the bulletin today that it's Senior Recognition Sunday. I'm like, is that what they're calling my last day? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, <clears throat> if you don't know, they're, they're, um, they're celebrating the high school seniors at the downtown campus. I just wanted a minute to share some stories of this place because after today, the dinosaur here will have left the building. And I want the history of these walls to be remembered and honored and shared. It will make what's coming in the future more rich, I think, and more appreciated. Some of you are here today that were here at the beginning of the Family Center when the worship team had a bongo and a cheap keyboard where we could only do worship on Saturday nights because the pastor had to be at church on the downtown site on Sunday morning. And some Saturday nights there were just a handful of us. There was actually no money uh, to furnish the inside of this building. So all the tables and chairs and office furniture um, were acquired from a foreclosure that my husband had a connection with. My husband and guys like Brent Schultz worked like dogs at every single event in those early years, and Brent still does. It's not to say that you don't, Jeff, but if I had to give, <clears throat> if I had to give a Volunteer of the Decades award, it would go to Brent Schultz. But there are so many people who have served with joyful hearts, who have sacrificed a lot to do what it takes. There have been a couple times that we've been without a pastor um, for a year or two, and during that time, there were a lot of people who stepped up. And we didn't just maintain ministry during that time. We grew as a church, and that's pretty unique. The first pastor here was Mark Tavis. He was a big teddy bear of a guy who was gentle, kind, and steady. I love Mark Tavis. And I love Todd Stocker. <clears throat> Although I might use some different adjectives to describe it. I've waited five years to use that photo. <laughs> And you can't fire me now. <laughs> no, Todd is really... <laughs> Service. Service. <laughs> He's been so awesome to work with. Actually, we're very much alike, and I've really appreciated the way that you've nudged me to be like more tech-savvy, to think outside the box, and to be a better leader. We've made a really good team. Um, this is not your typical Missouri Synod Lutheran Church, and I think that's why I have thrived here. I've loved the freedom I have been given to create and to try new things and to color outside the, little, the lines a little bit. 
I was allowed to be a woman in leadership. And that might seem normal to a lot of you because that's all you've ever known here or seen here, but that's not the case in a lot of churches. And, and there are many women in leadership here, and that's something I love about Trinity. I want to give a word to the men of this church. Wow. Uh, Jeff and I often talk about how we've watched the men in this church grow to become like mighty warriors. So often it's the wife that takes the spiritual lead of the house. And if you're that woman, it's important that you take that role. But if you have a husband that you wish were more involved at church or had a closer relationship with God, don't give up. Because we have watched in this place an evolution of sorts from guys being dragged here to becoming leaders here. And some of them are on the stage today. I want to thank my husband for being my rock. All these years I've been up front. Jeff has been supportive behind the scenes as my coach, my sounding board, my accountability partner, and best friend. And the support continues as he's excited to, um, for me in my new role. So thank you for letting me buy cute shoes and then an outfit to go with it all these years. <clears throat> You've heard me say a million times that we place a high value on children, and that has to always be the case here because that is our DNA. There's nothing more important to invest in these impressionable little disciples. Our three girls grew up here, and this church helped raise them. Some of you new people don't know our adult daughters, but they're just amazing. I'm just saying. (laughs) Mariah was born here. She's 19 years old now. Mackenzie was in kindergarten when I started teaching at Trinity, and now she's married and has a baby Their hearts and minds were influenced by the people in this church, and all three of our daughters have a strong faith and love the Lord. And my point is that these children that we see here from week to week are being molded into Christ's followers. What a privilege it's been to be a part of that. I have a million memories. We built an amphitheater out back and had worship services out there. I had talked to a few guys about creating that outdoor space, but I didn't really go through the proper decision-making channels And one Saturday, I drove up to find a small army of men with numerous bobcats taking out trees, digging up huge amounts of earth, and demolishing the land. I thought I would be fired for sure. But nope. We uh, built that amphitheater. We schlepped our equipment down the hill, back up the hill. We got rained on. The neighbors called and complained about the noise. It was music. Family Vacation Bible School brings back fond memories. We're the only ones in town who do family VBS. One year when I led VBS, we had a science theme. So Jack, who is our youth director, is a former science teacher. So I asked him to be our resident mad scientist that week, which in retrospect lacked discernment. Um, Jack likes fire. And without my knowledge, and certainly without my permission, he created an explosion right here. It was a real hydrogen bomb that could have burned this place down. There was another near-death experience, and this one happened just uh, last year when wisdom leaked out of my brain once again, and I thought it'd be a good idea to bring live animals to the Good Friday Children's Service. I knew I had pushed the boundaries when a sheep went running down Badlands Road, and a stubborn donkey decided he did not want to get off this stage. He got within inches of the front row of preschoolers and stopped. One wrong move. One kick from that donkey, and there could have been broken bones and bloodshed, and it most likely would have been mine because I had positioned myself between the donkey and the preschoolers. I was literally laying on three or four children. We held our breath, and the donkey was let out peacefully. Then there was a Sunday morning. I got a phone call from Pastor Tim. What's up, Pastor Tim? You're scheduled to preach here, and you can't make it to the family center? You're snowed in? 
you're emailing me your sermon? That's so great. My husband read that sermon, honestly, at the 9 o'clock service while one of our members drove his snowplow to River Falls. He plowed out Pastor Tim. He delivered him to the family center in time for the 1030 service. When he walked through the doors, we all cheered like he was Jesus himself. I'm going to have to give a shout-out to the Family Center worship team. I know a lot of people are drawn through this, to this church because of the music. Yep, the preaching is great, too. But over the years, that, that's been a consistent comment that I've heard. We love the music. And I feel good leaving knowing that we have a new and gifted worship leader coming on board. Uh, she was leading last Sunday. You'll meet her soon. She's inheriting a very dedicated, talented, and fun group of people. And the other shout-out goes to Terry Gerkink, my assistant for the last 11 years and a very dear friend. Terry made me shine. If, if I had an idea, she knew how to make that idea work. And her attention to detail and her can-do attitude make my, made my job really easy and fun. We always said it wasn't like going to work. Thank you for letting me be in your life. Many of you are dear friends. My small group is here today, and they know how much I love them, even though I'm your favorite target for jokes. And, Roby, you're a close second, I know. I've loved watching this family care for one another over the years. We cried when we lost a friend to cancer. We cried when we heard about a baby with leukemia, and then we celebrated when she became cancer-free. And we didn't just cry in these circumstances. We visited the hospital. We organized a benefit. We did whatever needed to be done to help, and we prayed hard. And just last Sunday, I got a text from the young mom of four that we've been praying for who's been battling advanced breast cancer. And she found out on Mother's Day that she's cancer-free. That's a miracle. Praise God. I love praising God with this church family. We've celebrated new babies. We've made meals for busy and hurting people, attended Valentine parties and played games, game shows that made us laugh until we cried. And we've served the community by running races to raise money or delivering beds to furniture, beds and furniture to people in need. Trinity has been a tremendous blessing in my life, and I will forever be grateful for these past 22 years. 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. Thanks.